You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to a very belated episode of You Gotta Love It. The show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed. The show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed. And the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. Like we mentioned on our previous episode many, many moons ago, we just crested our 100th episode. This is episode 101. And uh, we're going to do something special. But before that, my name is Koji. I am a part-time dragon climber and a full-time old man. And with me, as always, is my good friend and party animal, rock until the wee hours of the evening, Andrew Patterson. Bop, bop. Ding, bop. Ding, bop. Uh, yeah, so like I said, this episode is going to be a little bit different than most of our other episodes because... I gave Andrew a mandate that we would each compile a list of 25 gems and 25 you gotta love it, totaling 100, right? So 25 for me, 25 from you Hmm. of each category. That's all I said. So I didn't explain what a you gotta love it was, what a hidden gem was. I mean, hidden gems are pretty self-explanatory, but like my you gotta love it's are all over the map and I'm going to have to explain most of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's start with... I also... Yeah, I also, yeah, we'll get to that as we, we start talking about things. Because I definitely, two things that I noticed are some of my You Gotta Love It's are not exactly conventional. And also more of them, because the list that I originally composed didn't save over. When I was looking at past episodes, I realized that some of the things that I wrote down were things that we covered. And I just didn't remember that we covered them, which is also telling this many episodes in that's good though only a few of them so it's there i think that like at least for my part there will be a lot of uh oh, a lot I, of repeats but like not in the way that we handled them the first time i'm just going to be like oh yeah like and here's you know so it's kind of a mixture of a best of and some you know old and new i am gonna tell you right now that i'm explicitly uh mentioning some stuff that we already covered knowing that we covered it and also some of the stuff that I've recommended previously because I'm still high on it. You know, yeah, same. so that's it. Right. But uh, let's just go. We'll go back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And so we'll start with the hidden gems. My first hidden gem in no order. Okay. We, yeah, mine aren't in order either. Uh, they're categorized, but they're not. Is, I mean, the first one is maybe the first one only because of how, in, how endeared I am to it. But uh, my first hidden gem is coherence. Hmm. I one didn't make it onto my list, but I thought about it long and hard. I, I, to this day, still, that's like one of the, my favorite movies that we've ever, like, it has ever been recommended. Yeah, it's a good one. You know? It's great. It's fantastic. I definitely, when I was originally compiling my list, it crossed my mind several times where I was almost like, I should just put this down. Mm-hmm. But I found it much easier, probably predictably, to, to make a list of hidden gems, a lot of which we haven't watched some of which I probably recommended at the end of episodes, but like, you know, just because uh, we consume so much media, I think there's a lot, there's so much out there, you know, there's definitely stuff, stuff on this list, but coherence definitely 
would have made, it would have been a runner up. It would have been like twenty six of twenty five probably. In my mind, it's just the epitome of what a hidden gem is. Like something that I wasn't even close to on my radar. I'd never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. Knew nothing about this movie. Watched it and was just like, what? So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's why it's number one. But the rest of them aren't in any order. What do you got for me? My first one is a documentary. Oh, yeah. In fact, because they're categorized, the first couple that I picked are documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't done a lot of documentaries on this podcast. I don't even know if we've done any. I'm not sure. We should, than, we should do a docu episode. Yeah. So not that I can remember, but it's uh, Style Wars. Okay. Style Wars is a, uh, a documentary from 1983 about the... Um, graffiti graffiti world? Graffiti movement. Yeah, the graffiti world in New York City and the transition from uh, train graffiti to wall graffiti. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that documentaries, uh, I f- seemingly, maybe it's just because we're getting older and like, so like our peer group sort of as we got older, documentaries became more of an interesting, you know, like not, not a lot of young people are like super keen on documentaries that aren't just like nature things, but Um, there's been so many good ones and so many impactful ones and, you know, being in Toronto with things like hot docs, it's almost interesting that we haven't covered any documentaries, I think to this point, Mm -hmm. uh, at least as hidden gems. So it's, it's pretty fascinating. I, I, I think that it's a hidden gem and that it's so old that I think a lot of people haven't seen it. Um, but it's a great movie. They, it's, it's sort of, to me is like, it epitomizes documentary where they approach it from what feels like a true lack of bias and they're just giving you a cross section of they interview the politicians you know they interview like the mayor at the time the mayor of new york they interview the vandal squad they interview citizens they interview the the, they most of it is like alongside the artists but also within the artists there are different groups that are like at odds they're gallery owners you know like uh they really give you a lot of angles, a, a lot of angles, and kind of leave it up to you to make up your mind how you feel about it. And uh, yeah, I find that it still stands up because people don't really have that. Uh, people don't look at things today with that that same perspective. So it's definitely something worth revisiting or checking out if you've never seen it. Sure. Okay. Uh, my next one is the TV show Billions. I keep talking mm. about it. Won't shut up about it. Still haven't started it. Um, starring um, Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis. Uh, great show. Just great. I just watched the third season. Blew my mind. Not, three say, seasons are out of that show? Yeah. I shouldn't say blew my mind, but like it's just... Ugh, that's crazy. It's just so entertaining, the back and forward, and they have like uh, such interesting characters... Um, and my dad really likes that show. They've really got on to um, one of the like pillar characters of the show. You know, like very strong secondary character is a gender nine, non-binary individual. And they are constantly referred to as they and them. Right. Which is one of the first shows that... I mean, it, it never makes a big deal of it. It's not like part of the storyline, mm-hmm. really. Like... It is for like maybe a second because obviously you have to address it at some point. Right. But, but then it just is like part of the the sort of fabric of the show and and, and people just address it like it is an everyday thing. And mm. I, I really appreciate that it's not it's not like a cornerstone story of the show. Right. You know? I sat beside two guys uh, at a bar the other day that got into a bitter, two good friends that were traveling. They got into a bitter, bitter argument about non-binary 
uh, gender pronouns. And it was all I could do to just, I was sitting right next to them. There's nobody else at the bar. And I was just like, fuck, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I either want to leave or say something, but I know that I don't have anything really positive to contribute to this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I got to check it out. I got to check it out. You know who else loves that show? Who's that? Oh, my good friend, uh, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Yeah. That's why I started watching it. Cool. Because uh, I wasn't sure about it, and then he just wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. So, uh, I'm gonna mix. I'm gonna break the categories a little bit because otherwise it'd probably get kind of annoying for me to just keep going because a lot of the reasoning is very similar. My second one is uh, the movie Hannah, which I re- recently talked about on the uh, Overrated podcast uh, as a alternative to the Born movies, mm-hmm. primarily the Born Identity, the first one. Um, and I, I mentioned it a lot on there on that episode that I recorded with, uh, with Joan Allen that it, a lot of mine in my head are not necessarily hidden gems and people that know me well, maybe don't think they're hidden gems, but in the wider scheme of things, yeah, they're still, I think not that like, well known. Yeah. And like in, in many cases, like grievously so. Like Hannah is a movie that I think has like sort of a cult following, but I am really surprised that it's not, it didn't, you know, it yeah. wasn't higher profile than it was. And uh, especially having rewatched it, I've seen it so many times, but rewatching it recently, mm-hmm. uh, looking to compare it to sort of other movies in that genre, I it still stands up for me. And I was just like, oh, this movie is great. It's just a great movie. It's like, yeah. I, I it's like I it leaves at the end of the movie I'm just like what more could you want from a movie basically you know like it may not be the best movie ever of yeah. all time but it's like it's so solid that it's just like it's sick great cinematography great cast uh interesting story mm-hmm. sick music like everything you know it's just yeah. it's uh it's it's refreshing well you mentioned podcasts and uh the overrated podcast specifically and I put them on my list what? Because they've both been on this show. It's like we planned this. Like that's like a segue. I was with like a perfect setup. Yeah, but we didn't. But we could have. We should have. Yeah, we this did. is fra- we don't know each other's lists, folks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, they're further down the list, but I feel like now is probably a good time to mention it because, uh, like I said, they've both been on this show and we've both been on their show separately. And uh, great concept. I'd love to have them back and I'd love to be back on their show. And, and it's just fun to listen to nerds nerding out. Like, I mean, we do it and they do it and they're very specific about how they do it. And sometimes they, we do it together. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, it's kind of interesting because in, in some ways it's a mirror, uh, but they're a slightly more argumentative about things, which is always entertaining. You Great. Know? Joe's always depth got of knowledge, depth of film knowledge is yeah. very impressive as well. A lot of hot takes on that oh, show. Yeah. A lot of a lot of spicy uh, takes. I wish I could remember. I read he po- Joe posted something recently that was a real hot take that I thought was hilarious. He, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to remember what it is. He's you a know, pretty good Facebook follow. I don't yeah, know yeah, fuck, what, what it was it? What it was, but he's a pretty good Facebook follow. I'll be honest. All right, let me check it out. What do you got? Um, the next one I have is. Uh, Picture this, which is a departure also from anything we've ever done. Those who know me know that uh, I I love snowboard and skate videos. Yeah, like I think that like music videos, they 
they started as one thing and kind of evolved into something else for those who are paying attention, I think, you know, like uh, skate videos, which are sort of initially always felt very sort of counterculture, like early ones, like back in the days of like fucking VHS tapes and stuff. And they're, they're also product placement, you know, like sponsor companies would, you know, it'd be like the new whatever toy machine video or whatever it could be, you know, like these companies, but over the years, it taught so many people about film, like young kids who are filming, you know, that was their entrance into the world of same with skate photography. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so there's particular groups that really rose above, uh, I would say Mac dog productions for snowboard films. They really like took it to an artful level that is sort of unparalleled. And, uh, the uh, Spike Jones, you know, kind of cut his teeth doing some skate video stuff. Mm-hmm. Picture this, uh, is a relatively recent, um, just incredible skate video that's just full of really, uh, of the, like at that time, cutting edge filming techniques. Like it's all super high definition. They use drones, they use yep. all kinds of crazy effects. Um, absolutely for people who are into skating, just a star studded cast, like all of the, all of the skaters that are in that video are amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's just like in an age of viral videos and YouTube and, you know, again, kind of quick hits. Like people like to see stuff that's like impressive. Like, oh, have you seen that video of like fucking whatever dude doing this, you know, like doing parkour or fucking, you know, that shit like goes viral so fast that um, I encourage people to check out this film because I mean, I, I just love it. It's just like fun watching these guys just have a good time and do really impressive stuff, but it's just visually gorgeous. You know, it's got great music. Um, and I think it would kind of resonate more almost today with, even if you're not into skating, like because skateboard videos and snowboard videos kind of encapsulate that viral feeling because it's about watching people just doing insane shit for like an hour, you know? So it's like a long form version of like Instagram videos of like, you know, seeing Rodney Mullen do some crazy shit for like 15 seconds. You're like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, uh, I don't know. It just kind of, again, not a lot of people, I think, outside of skaters watch skate videos. Right. Other than the odd segment that makes it, you know, that goes viral. And uh, the guys that make picture this and like fully flared. <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, they've got a real knack for making shit that's mind blowing to watch. So, yeah, picture this skate video. Okay, I don't even know what year it is. To twenty fifteen, maybe. No, no idea. maybe, maybe not even that that recent. Anyway, check it out. Okay, well, my next one. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, uh, but it is a recent movie by uh, my buddy M Knight called. Split. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it, but want to because the trailers just came out for Glass. Oh, really? Yeah, it's at Comic-Con. Oh, I got to check that out. But yeah, Split. Like, maybe it's because I've not walked into an M. Night Shyamalan movie with high expectations in a very long time. But I saw this movie. What was the last one that you walked in with high expectations for? Uh, Swing Away. Which one was that? With the aliens? Swing Away? Yeah, you know? No. Uh, with the... Uh, it's not something what it's I called. remember Signs. That's just the... Signs. Yeah. That's you the, went into it. You went into Signs pumped... Yeah. Right. Okay. But that's what that's what 
that's like the message, right? That right. He, he gets is like swing away. Like you weren't gonna swing the baseball bat at the aliens to begin with, you fucking idiot. Anyway, yeah, that was the first one that I walked into, and I was just like, oh, this is not good. Right. I mean, some people like that. It was movie, after Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, right? And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, I like Split, and uh, even my girlfriend who doesn't like horror movies or sci-fi movies or anything like that saw Split and was like, oh yeah, pretty good. So. Ringing endorsements all around. Next. Um, this one combines some of my earlier things. It's a skate documentary by the people that, well, some of the same people that were involved in Picture This made it called We Are Blood. Uh, it's great. It's, uh, it's kind of like a top-to-bottom um, analysis, much like Star Wars of a uh, world that I you know, still, even though I'm not like super actively like out there skating around as much anymore, mm-hmm. it's just about what skateboarding, you know, how it can transform communities, um, how it's like a place for people that maybe who f- feel like they don't fit in can go. It's about, you know, how it can be healing. It's about how it's global. It's like universal, you know, like you don't need to speak the same language. Like it's about sort of all the things that make it more than just, even though it's just this to some people still like more than just like punks, you know, or like kids riding around on something. And, uh, it's got a really beautiful sentiment and also looks once again is stunning. You know, it's more Mm -hmm. recent than picture this. Um, and it's great. I think like it, it summarizes very, uh, eloquently what I maybe couldn't express, uh, at least in a, in like a few sentences, what, why I was drawn to skateboarding and what I love about skateboarding. Okay. Um, so yeah, again, it's like much like Star Wars, even if you're not super into graffiti, um, in this case, if you're not into skateboarding, I still would encourage people to watch it because, um, I think it's, you know, it's kind of funny. It's very touching. Uh, and it's like just a feel good sort of documentary at the end of it. And it looks fucking insane. Like they do some crazy shit. They go to Dubai and they get a, they skate on a helicopter landing pad on uh, not on the Burj Khalifa, but on like this this uh, that that building that looks like a sail. Mm-hmm. And they've just got like security standing around the outside in case anybody gets too close to the edge, so they don't plummet to their death. So there's right. some pretty like you know there's some pretty impressive stuff in there. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really enjoyable watch. We are blood. Okay, my next one is a movie that we did for the podcast that is still stuck with me. And a very divisive film, and I'm not going to say anything about it really. Just listen to the episode. Excuse me, listen to the episode that we did. But it's the movie Mother. Really? Wait, on your hidden gem list? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's on my list, but it's on my. You gotta love it list. Oh, you've changed your mind on this whole thing? No, I didn't. I think I just interpreted this list making in a different way. My my, you gotta love it list is things that people perceive as you got to love it. It was either recommended as a, you got to love it or people are like, this is a stupid thing. And I'm saying, no, it's not. Oh, interesting. So like my entire list is all positive things that I'm saying. Oh, I like that. I like that. This, my list of you got to love it is a list of things that I need to learn to love. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, so this is gonna be very interesting. No, it's gonna be great though. It's good though. Okay. So what's your next one? Excuse me. Uh, My next one. I'm just like, it's like the first 17 of mine are all films. Okay. That's fine. Or TV shows. So, um, just to get this whole thing out of the way, the, this is my last documentary recommendation. Yeah. But I recommend it a lot whenever we're talking about documentaries or America. 
It's a movie called The House I Live In. It's a documentary about the uh, prison industrial uh, complex and the war on drugs in America. The band? And uh, no. Uh, And I remember seeing the trailer and being just like, just so intrigued. And then I saw the movie and it is like one of the most gut punch documentaries I've seen. Like there's there's lots of documentaries out there that I think kind of thrive on a, a sort of shock a shock factor you know uh, a lot of like a lot of uh documentaries about say uh you know like meat processing for example there's like a lot of them that have a good message or they like you know they're they're saying something meaningful but it feels like they kind of ride on like showing you imagery that's gonna like not necessarily make you feel guilty but will shock you and then there's like a talk value to being like oh do you see how this is like that but it's about people (laughs) It's about, it's about like something that's been happening for, I mean, in this people being treated like this is not new. It's fucking millennia old, but this, the, the topics they're talking about specifically, it's like a century of just, um, you know, I think at one point in the, in the actual documentary, a guy mentions it as like people being fed into like a giant meat grinder, basically, you know, like it's like, um, this horrible, vicious cycle and the movie is not uplifting. It's very very bleak and very depressing but once again like any good documentary in my opinion they do a good job of talking to they talk to everybody they talk to dealers they talk to beat cops supreme court justices prison guards uh, people that are manufacturing their conventions for like prison uh equipment and stuff you know like there's this whole industry um kind of built off the back of the war on drugs and uh it's it's fascinating and i and uh i think that you know it's it's unlike the other ones which are just enjoyable and like could be a cool gateway for you to see something this one's more of like it's like your responsibility to see a movie like this even if you don't live in the states just to like be aware you know right. of sort of like some of the the realities of what's happening out there because it feels very very raw um so yeah that's that's my number 5 that's the fifth entry all right i've got a Apparently, I really just like listening to people talk about movies mm. because... Uh, is it the rewatchables? It is the rewatchables. Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. it. The more I listen to it, the more it's just like a bunch of buddies sitting around talking about movies they love and just like arguing about which scenes are the best and like why this character is better than this character and just like shit that... I think we would be great guests on that show. Yeah, it, that's just... it's so It's so up my alley that like... Just listen to it, you know? Listen to an episode. Find a movie that you like. They, and they don't just do, like, dude movies. Like, I mean, they yeah. did Jaws. They did whatever. But they've done, like, The Devil Wears Prada and um, um, not Made Manhattan. But, like, you know, Yo. movies that generally don't have an interest to me. But I still listen to the podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, pretty good. The Ringer, just in general. Oh, yeah. Solid. Just content kinks. Yeah. Oh you my know? God, there's, yeah. there's so many people at least on the sports side of things on the ringer that I do not agree with, but everything is so good that it's like healthy for me. I will still read what they have to say. You know, I like, I, I respect them. There's like a begrudging respect sometimes. And it's kind of like that all the way down. I might be like, nah, man, you're, you're wrong. This movie sucks or this athlete is stupid or like, I don't agree with your take on this, but yeah. I will, I will still always listen or read all of the shit they put out. Cause it's just so good. Do you, you listen to the, uh, the Bill Simmons episode where, uh, the de- degenerate trifecta is in Las Vegas. 
No, I still haven't heard it, but oh, I remember really I listened good. to the episode before that happened. Yeah. Okay. Was, they were bigging it up. Anyway, uh, next, uh, the movie Gigantic, which I think I recommended. Uh, it, it was one of my recommendations early on in the show. Yeah. It's like a uh, uh, like a mid two thousands uh, quirky twee indie Zooey Deschanel. Yeah. Paul Dano vehicle. You did. Um, I think you might have even recommended it when we did uh, that Paul Dano movie. Swiss cool. Army Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. Um, still, still movie that I love. Uh, I think that it, um, much like you talking about that character in Billions, where they handle something that you know non gen or excuse me non binary gender pronouns and somebody that identifies that way is not like the focal point. Uh, this is just a, even though adoption is kind of the focal point of the movie yep. it's like an interesting look at a very very non-typical circumstance for right. somebody who's interested in adoption and it's kind of more about the people in his life than it is about him trying to adopt a kid yeah but i just feel like it's a really interest it's really interesting how they tie everything together in that movie like how that like how your attention and like sort of what you're focusing on and like how these relationships are all because all the characters are wacky like there's some you know but it still feels somewhat grounded and i just love how weird it is and it's uh, you know in general i think a very feel-good movie um and it really flew under the radar like almost nobody i talked to has ever seen that movie Mm -hmm. john goodman's in it like it's not um Fuck, there's, I'm just drawing a blank. Zach Alfinakis, like the cast is not. So what you're saying is we should see this movie. Yeah. I see. No, yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely sounds interesting and it's something that I want to check out. Speaking of sounds, uh, my next recommendation is music. I thought you were going to say like Pool or something. No. Um, it is a band called Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Ooh, kind of a new one here. I have... Uh, yeah, it, go it, on. It's kind of a mix of like some sort of semi-recent pop-punk band, like Set Your Goals or something along those lines, mixed with uh, we- Weezer's Pinkerton or the band Ozma, if you're familiar with the band Ozma, because they've got a lot of wow. that like overdriven okay. weird stuff. Definitely worth checking out. Prince Daddy and the Hyena. I, I won't say more than that. I'm I'm trying to keep it brief. Looking it up. I can't wait to exchange the actual lists digitally yeah. so that I can look up the things that I am on a you know not not hip to on your list. Because we have a giant list of things to go. So yeah, let's try and lightning around this a little. Okay, in a world. Actually, I could even oh, do a yeah. couple if you want. No, no. That's okay, great. in a world. Yeah, we we've discussed it many times. I love great. that movie. I'm, great movie. I'm sad that it it stayed off my list. In a world. All I'll say about it, see it, Lake Bell, written, directed, and all, starring Lake Bell. All who, about the guy who says, in a world. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. And also, uh, she's a superstar, and I can't wait to see what she does next. I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe she's done something recently. I haven't, like, Googled her recently, but... This movie uh, should be the head of the Me Too movement or something. No, not Me Too, but, like, this women's rights business. It's fucking... It's a, just a great film, though. Too, as well, as well, well as that, but like it it's, has, it's it, relevant like, such for a sure. Strong message that, like, I f- I'm so surprised that people didn't pick up more on this movie. You know what? I'm not surprised because we've had this discussion so many times. Like we talked about it when the whole Mad Max thing and people being like, "There's not enough 
strong characters like this and i'm like i agree there's not enough but there's fucking tons and you haven't been celebrating them up until this point yeah that's true and you're still not celebrating them now after we've we've crossed that threshold so you know people i think uh sometimes can live in a bit of a bubble even when they feel very strongly about something so all right up next is the band microwave great band yeah we uh I mean, we've talked about it before. Their videos are are interesting, especially the one for the song "Vomit," one of my favorite songs. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a gut punch of a video too. No yeah. pun intended, because I believe somebody does actually vomit at the end of the video. It reminds me very much of like watching an episode of Atlanta or something. I mean, yeah, the band is also from Atlanta, in- but Oof, yeah. Anyway, check it out, Microwave. It's a sort of new wave. Uh, or like whatever fifth wave emo band. I don't know how, well, how many waves there's been, but yeah, it's just they're all kind of blending together. But the the bands that are quality bands still rise to the top. That's you right. Know? Cream yep. rises to the top. Uh, my next one is Beginners, number eight slot here. The movie Beginners, starring uh, Ewan McGregor, and uh, well, I'm drawing a huge blank. But anyway, the point is. Uh, Great movie. I think it did well on like sort of the indie film circuit. The the you know won a couple of awards. Was nominated for things. It's about a man whose father is diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he comes out as gay. He's lived his entire life up until this point in the closet, and uh, it's one of those. Again, a lot of the mo- a lot of my favorite movies are like this. We've talked about it a billion times. It doesn't really have like a it's just about people and relationships and it's about this guy like this son mm-hmm. kind of helping his father through this time and also it's almost like he's re-meeting his father for the first time right in like middle age because his father is expressing this side that he's kept hidden his entire life for like you know like 70 years or whatever it is right, and right. uh and then meanwhile like you mcgregor's character is also kind of getting into a new relationship and things are you know it's just like it's just great. It's it's kind of funny. It's very touching. It's uh it's a great film. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my next one is a book series, the Mistborn book series. It's uh, kind of high fantasy, in a world where there are two classes of people, like the ultra rich castle dwellers and the you know, the peasants and whatnot. Goddamn peasants. And they're basically slaves, not just peasants, but slaves. And, uh, uh, you mean prisoners with jobs? Yes. Okay. Um, someone born of slave blood, they are considered a different race. I suspect that they probably are, but someone born of slave blood and there's all this other stuff that, uh, goes into it that I'm not going to get into. Uh, they somehow get powers where if they ingest certain types of metals, they can do different things. So like, wait, sorry, they ingest metal. Yeah. Like, like put it in their mouth. I don't know if they ingest it. They put it in their mouth. But uh, okay, cool. And they can burn it to do certain things. So like one type of metal, like iron, can pull things. I think, and like nickel can like push them. Like like uh, kinetic powers. Mm-hmm. There's one that allows them. And so what they're doing is they're constantly shooting, uh, dropping coins on the ground and using them to push themselves off the ground to like jump super high and stuff. Um, Sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah, there's one that uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. Those are the two major ones, but then there's a whole host of other powers, and it turns Sounds like out, an FX show or like a sci-fi series, like waiting to happen. Honestly, 
And so normally, like the, these powers are known, but normally most people can just wield one of them. So like you're born with the ability to push things or the ability to pull things. But uh, there's this child that w- was born having all the powers, and uh, uh, and of slave descent or whatever. So right. it's like a big thing, and he's gonna lead the slaves to freedom. Potentially, there's just a giant. It doesn't really work out exactly as you would expect. Hmm. Uh, but there's a, just a giant series of of these books that uh, are all very uh, captivating. Cool. I'm trying to remember what some of the other powers are, but uh, oh, here we go. Give me a second, and I'll just rattle them off, and then we'll go on to the next thing. So we have, oh, what? Oh, here we go. It's a wiki, so it's impossible. So, uh, oh yeah, steel makes you ultra strong. Hmm. Um, iron allows you to pull things. Tin allows you to enhance your senses so that like you can hear better, or see better, or whatever. Pewter allows you to. Uh, I don't remember. A- anyway, and there's one that is there a downside to that? Like, if does it affect them negatively if they're using these abilities or like ingesting metal? Uh, not that I know of. I don't think so. I, I don't remember because it was a while ago. And there's one that just totally cuts out all powers, like a, another Crazy. metal where you burn it, it just cuts out all powers. But anyway, it's a very interesting series, and I suggest cool. that you check it out if you like to read like high fantasy series. <clears throat> I love it. Although I've been reading like straight nonfiction for like the last like half a year. Oh, not me. Okay. Anyway, go on. Um, my next one is Ex Machina, the movie Ex Machina. Just fucking not the comic. No, the comic's no, good I'm too. I kidding. like the I like the comic, I'm but it didn't yeah. make my list. Didn't crack my list. The movie's uh, movie's great. Movie's great. Uh, Oscar Isaac at his best. Again, I suspect that a lot of people that a lot of our friends have seen this movie, but I think that at at large, people. It kind of flew under the radar. Was it 2016? Uh, that sounds right. Or yeah, 2015 maybe. It was my favorite film of the year, though, for sure. It uh, it's got uh, what's his name, General Hux yeah. or whatever. Dom Hall Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason and uh, Oscar Isaac. And, yeah, and it's like a. It's just a. I w- I'm not going to even describe what it's about. It's just like a sci-fi film, and uh, but like not like a. Not like the Matrix, yeah, <laughs> or no. it's more like uh, grounded in reality. Grounded in reality and uh, quite unsettling, really. It's a very very unsettling. V- yeah, sorry, it's very unsettling. Uh, if you've seen Moon, I would put it kind of in the same. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, the same realm. That's a good one. That's uh, a good comparison. So Ex Machina. That's number nine. Okay, I'm gonna go book again. I these are kind of in some form of order because I just started thinking about types of media. So it's cool. Hit me. The Silo series. It is a series uh, about, uh, it ends up being about different people, but the first book is about a person who works in a silo that is like like a nuclear silo or like a corn silo. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of floors beneath the ground. Like, the sounds sil- terrifying. The silo has like maybe 200 or 300 levels. I don't even remember how big it is, but it is uh, a nuclear silo. The earth? No, it is a nuclear silo. And they, everyone who's lived there, is, they've lived there so long that they don't remember ever being like what the world looks like up there because it's post-apocalyptic. Uh, oh, it's post-apocalyptic. Oh, maybe. Like they can't leave the silo, so they don't, or they're told that if they leave, they'll die. So they don't know. And their entire world is just this silo. And it, 
at the center of the silo is like a spiral staircase that runs up the whole thing. And that's the only way to get around. If you are like an official, there are elevators you can take or if you're like a courier or whatever, but it's very expensive to take the elevator. Power, How many people live there? A, t- a ton. Crazy. Like a ton. And so I think the first book is about a courier who runs packages from different levels of the silo and like certain sounds amazing certain levels have like you know there's the security levels and there's like the administrative levels and then there's just like the housing levels and it's just about these people and how they're trying to like maintain order and you know what the whole and there's a whole series of them have you seen the movie pandorum no with ben foster no oh is it about the same sort of thing no i don't want to i mean yes yes and no Okay, if so I if I say too much about it, it's spoiler alert. But okay, anyway, so I should see it. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Place Beyond the Pines. Number oh 10. my God! Yes. Number ten. One of my favorite movies of all time. Fantastic film. Um, How is it not on my list? That's like disgusting. Oh, it is on my list. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so I'll knock that one off. Too. Bradley Cooper, Ryan Gosling, uh, fucking who else is in it? Uh, There's uh, a Mah- bunch of Mahershala it. Ali. Yeah. Uh, fucking Ray Liotta. Um, Fuck, man. So many. It's crazy. Breaks um, all the conventions of storytelling in such the, in, in the best way. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah. Just kind of like a dark drama, but dark. Yeah. Fan, not fantasy. I was about to say fantasy, not fantasy like knights and swords and sorcery. Just like a kind of like a gritty crime. Yeah. Drama. Anyway. Yeah. I don't want even to describe more might spoil it if you haven't seen it, but definitely. Uh, if you like sort of Drive era Ryan Gosling, when you, you know Drive Ides of March, he was like really fucking blowing up and killing it. Uh, this movie fits definitely into that sort of chunk, you know. Yeah. Um, pre him being superstar, still kind of in some movies that are a little bit more underground, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great movie. I totally agree, and it was on my list actually. Um, okay, so the, my next one is the book series The Expanse. Not the TV show. I haven't seen it yet, but the book series The Expanse. I'm not going to go into too much detail because we talked about it a million times. Yeah, you got me into it and it's great. But they discuss technology in a very real way and it's about people, like almost real people in space. Can I quickly just give an aside of what my favorite, one of my favorite parts is so far? Sure. In the second book uh, with Bobby, the Martian, who's uh, the soldier. Yeah. I loved this kind of summarizes what you're talking about when she's on earth at the UN. Yeah. And she's like, I need to like get away from all these people for a minute. And she steps outside mm-hmm. and then her body, she has like a panic attack. Yeah. Like, like obviously un, un, out of control. She just collapses because she realizes for the first, it's the first time she's ever stepped outside and not been under a dome because like you can breathe on earth. Right. And she makes it like two steps and her body just gives out and she has this like crazy like seizure and the guard at the door who's like an earthling is just like, oh, like you, you have Belter or like Martian or something like first time on earth. And it's just so casual and it's the way it's even written. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's just like, it's like the most regular thing, you know, like yeah. that, that's just what happens. But it's like, it, it normalizes things that are so futuristic that yeah. it's like, it's just sick. And you're like, oh, that makes sense yeah. to me as like a layman, like reading about that. Like, of course that would happen because your body's not. Anyway, that was just like, it was so sick. Yeah. Written, written very well. Although someone just told me that James A. Corey or A. 
There's two initials, maybe? Yeah. Two people. I'm told. It's a pseudonym. James S.A. Corey. Yeah. yeah. Pseudonym for two people. So cool. Or Great books. Whatever it's called when you have a pen name. Anyway. My next one is the TV show Ugly Americans. <coughs> yeah. Uh, which was a like adult cartoon uh, animated in here in Toronto. Uh, our friend Chris McCarowich worked on that show. What up, Chris? That was, his, I think, one of his first animation jobs at his school. Um, again, just kind of under the radar. Like, a lot of those shows kind of were. Everybody knows undergrads, I think, and everybody obviously knows, like, Simpsons, Family Guy, fucking whatever. Almost everybody watches Archer. It's not unusual for people to... Le- or Rick and Morty. It's not unusual yeah. for people to enjoy cartoons, BoJack Horseman. But this show was in sort of a spot in between that becoming, I think, sort of ubiquitous. Like, that's like a thing. You right. know, like, pre-Netflix animated shows, like Big Mouth, but post-MTV animation. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. Great concept. Still relevant today, even though it's insane and, like, out of control and the plots are so ridiculous. It's uh, The whole thing is kind of like a metaphor for how all of these different people coexist because it's about a guy who moves to New York, takes the first roommate ad he can find on craigslist his roommate is a zombie his co-worker is a wizard his girlfriend is a the the daughter of the devil she's like a succubus the uh list goes on like all of the characters there's humans coexisting as if it's the most normal thing in the world with classic movie monsters and mythical creatures and it's just like how all of these people get along and in the middle of all of this like, insane comedy, like sort of adult bathroom humor comedy, there's, I think, still some very poignant, you know, like, yeah, not not super heavy, but just like you're like, oh, yeah, like things about immigration and like racism and sexism and all kinds of shit. But it's uh, it's hilarious. And I, it's definitely worth checking out. OK, up next, I have the comic Invincible. Shout out to Invincible because it's about to become a TV show or a movie or some sort of something because they've been talking about adapting it very strongly very recently. It just finished also. Yep. And I I have on pre-order the uh, final final compendium. That's it. And I need to read that. Oh, 850 pages or whatever it is. Yeah. But that's crazy how much that guy fucking how much content that guy produces. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, yeah, uh, same guy who uh, who does um, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, who does uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Uh, but anyway, it's it's a sort of a modern take on the Superman sort of story. I, I won't go into any further detail. We've talked about it before. It's great. You probably know what it is. Check it out. All right, what do you got? Uh, the anime, Your Name. Oh yeah, which was recommended to us. So good, uh, and it was fantastic. I love it. It very is a very recent example of kind of what I love about anime and Japan, kind of all rolled into one. I want to watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of, I mean, it deals with uh, gender swapping, which is I feel like an old school anime. anime anime trope, but it does it in a way where I got over it so quickly. Like it's not really. The point. It's not really the point, no. you know. But like, there's a couple of gags in there, and then they, then they move and, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're just like, okay, fine. Um, yeah, but just like a really, uh, you know, I, this is not a hidden gem in Japan. No, where it's like one of the largest grossing grossing animes, animes of all time. But um, again, the whole one of the, the the driving, you know, 
Isn't intentions of our show, of our podcast, is to turn people onto new things. And I would recommend that if you're not somebody that watches anime or watches a lot of anime, you should watch this film. Didn't they say that it was optioned by J.J. Abrams? Probably. It's probably being turned into some sort of... Yeah. But watch this one before that comes out. Of course. That one might be good, but like, just watch the, well, the source material. Speaking of great. adaptations, my next one is another comic book called Deadly Class. So sick, because I was, it's not on my list, but I was going to bring that up because we yeah. were talking about San Diego Comic-Con. It's uh, about to become a TV show as well. Did you see the newest trailer? That I have not. Out. Bro. Does it look good? Oh, yeah. I think. I, it looks like they really fucking nailed it. Okay. It's well, the Russo bros. Yeah. It's a, it's a show about uh, crime syndicates, children go, all going to the same underground high school. A uh, comic, excuse me. But crime syndicates, children all going to the same high school and trying to coexist and uh, all the crazy things that happen. And there's more to it than that. But uh, yeah, that's it. Um, my next one is another anime called Summer Wars, which was also a recommendation. I believe uh, our friend Nimit, Nimit Malavia uh, recommended that one for us. Summer Wars. Fucking just a crazy... It's almost kind of like the Digimon movie in terms of the subject matter where right. like there's like a crazy virus that's going to like launch nukes or something like that. But my favorite part about it was like the family outside. Oh, the- yeah, exactly. It's amazing. It's about a guy that gets kind of tricked by this girl to like go and pretend to be her boyfriend yeah to, to so that her family will leave her alone and her family anyway whatever it's i i think almost to describe it once again kind of defeats that it's just like another quality beautifully produced uh you know foreign animation yeah um and i think that it's uh it's kind of refreshing you know you probably haven't seen something that has a similar plot that's like a North American animation and it's, it's worth checking out. Um, Summer Wars. Number right. 13. My next one is, surprise, surprise, bouldering. That is a surprise. I didn't see that coming thinking outside of the box. Yeah. Love it. I've been, I've been fiending it. It's kind of funny because... It gets you, its hooks in you. You've talked about it so, to me so often. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like, not in a way like, oh, come. Like... I mean, you said to me before, like, you should come, you'd enjoy it, but not in, like, a, you you never really tried to force me. You were just like, oh, yeah, you should do it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But then once I started doing it, I was like, oh, fuck. I just, even when I was on vacation, the first thing I did when I got to Vancouver, not vacation, but, like, when I was away, the first thing I did when I got to Vancouver was, like, where's the closest climbing gym? Yeah. And when I got to Whistler, I was like, is there a climbing gym here? Yeah. And to the point where I now, I went to the hub today. Yeah. Great climbing gym. There you go. Astoundingly good climbing gym. But like, I got a couple I'd like to take you to that you haven't been to yet. I would love to, but I, I specifically say bouldering because a lot of people, when they think of climbing, they think of like top rope. Mm-hmm. I find this to be much better. Yeah. Like just way more fun. Yeah. It's different, but it's definitely, I agree, I prefer bouldering like, to top rope. They come with a different set of challenges, but I just, something about bouldering, it's just like, you know, it's like magic without apparatus. You mm-hmm. know, it, there's not like a loaded deck of cards that you need to do the trick. You mm-hmm. just need a deck, uh, any deck of cards. Yeah. And that's what I like about bouldering. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, yeah, second that one. Uh, my next one, uh, my next two actually fall into this category, but my next one is um, a HBO uh, miniseries called The Night Of, which oh, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, we did it as a, I think Bennett recommended it. Yeah. We had Bennett on the show, uh, Bennett Slater, um, painter extraordinaire. Uh, great. It's yeah, great. Riz Ahmed, John Turturro, 
just uh i think it's six episodes again just like an example of like this golden era of tv that we live in Mm -hmm. just incredible an incredible six episode just fucking eye-opening like career-making performance you know like just just all around incredible totally agree. so good was riveting it was so compelling every week i was just like oh fuck like what is gonna happen you know it was it was great Okay, up next I have the comic and the TV show. I'll recommend them both in one go. The Max. Yeah. I've talked about this at nauseum. Koji likes The Max. I just love the idea of a unreliable narrator and uh, a comic where you can't tell what's reality and what's fiction in the comic book world. Right. And uh, this hits all of that. And it, I, I mean, I think I have a specific love for it because as a child, it like opened my eyes to like... Something different, a different world. Like alternative, yeah, yeah. So, and I have all three. Uh, um, I bought like the like collections, yeah, yeah, for for the Max. So, yeah, check it out. Um, following my previous HBO miniseries is another HBO miniseries starring Oscar Isaac. That's the one. Show me Hero. Yeah. Is that on your list? No. How I, did you I, know? I just knew. Oh, Show me Hero. Uh, Basically, after the night of, I was just like, well, this is incredible. Like, HBO, sign me up for your next miniseries. Like, I'm in. And then it came out, and it was starring Oscar Isaac. Uh, And it's also fucking great. It's kind of like a political drama based on real events. Um, And it's... I mean, again, I don't even want to, like, go into too much detail, but it's it's very relevant. Um... Has a lot to do with uh, sort of race and class is- class issues and uh, nimbyism and things of that nature, and it's uh, again just a, a stellar cast, stellar performances, very stylized, beautifully shot, just like you know miniseries, alive and kicking. HBO doesn't fuck around. No, they don't fuck around at all. Okay, well, before there were HBO miniseries or there were movies or even TV shows, there was the written word. <laughs> And this is okay. a, a classic novel that is not necessarily a hidden gem. Like I'm, most people have heard of it, but I, I don't know how many people, especially of our elk, have read it. Mm. It is the book by John Steinbeck called East of Eden. Okay. It is, in my opinion, the greatest book I've ever read. The greatest book I've ever read. The characters... I think it's weird that we've never talked about this before. The characters in it are just so vivid. Like... Is the only time I remember reading a book and just being furious, <laughs> just like at beh- at the behavior of characters and the way that it was described, just made it seem like it was a TV show, and I was just so upset, just livid. Yeah, and it it is about like these two brothers that start separate families, and it is about their families, and like kind of go- spans generations, and it seems like a- an epic weird thing and that's probably because it is by today's standards but in my opinion the best book i've ever read so you should read it amazing my next one is um an anime again yeah tech on concrete oh yeah based on the manga (coughs) sorry spice in my throat black and white uh studio 4c is the animation studio that produced this if i'm not mistaken gorgeous not typical style Mm -hmm. of like anime like the way the characters are drawn in it 
Um, it's sort of like of the uh, there's a school of of Asian animation studios that don't adhere strictly to anime character design in a traditional way. Yeah, uh, it almost feels more European, but painstakingly rendered, painted backgrounds, two D animation. Uh, interesting story that takes place over the course of a year through four seasons about two orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, one older than the other that kind of looks out for the younger one and starts kind of being tainted by not so much an evil force, but kind kind of an evil force. There's a lot of sort of metaphor in it. It's very uh, trippy at times, but yeah. uh, but it's amazing. Um, tech on concrete. Yeah, tech on concrete. Concrete. Yeah, if anybody if anybody is like super anti condos and development and gentrification, that's sort of a running theme in this film as well. Yeah. Um, just about the passage of time and how things change, but it's a brilliant film. Brilliant film. I think 2005 is when it came out because I was, I think, still in animation, but it's stunning. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of stunning things, my next recommendation is the comic Headlopper. Uh, Shout Sandra McLean. It is about a Viking, I don't know, war lord or whatever who... Norgal, the headlopper. Who carries around the severed head of a witch that provides the almost comedy portion of the comic. And he goes around ridding uh, areas of their local demons or whatever for money, Mm -hmm. essentially. Great. It's great. It's so good. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. That didn't make my list, but it's, I fucking love it, and it should. He also did another great comic called Apocalyptic Girl before yep. Headlopper. That's equally good. Really like it. Um, number seventeen on my list, coming in hot, Cowboy Bebop. Again, hidden gem. I don't know. It's debatable, but I only suggest it because, again, I, I find as time goes on, people people kind of get more and more in their lane, and maybe things that they haven't experienced, they don't they don't jump into. So if you weren't an anime nerd in the 90s or high school and you weren't like, a you know, beyond the Dragon Ball Z and the shit that was maybe on TV or YTV, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff that you're missing out on. And Cowboy Bebop stands as one of the... The movie is great. Mo- the movie is fantastic. Most amazing. It's a single season and a movie. Uh, it did get optioned to become a live action film. I think that like Keanu Reeves was tied to, but... I don't know where that's at, but regardless, you should watch the show because it is uh, the fucking brilliant, brilliant music, brilliant original music. It's all jazz. Uh, again, beautiful animation. Just a fun show, you know. It's just a fun show with like richly realized characters about a, a group of uh, mercenaries basically traveling through space on a ship called the Bebop, and it's uh, it's great. It's great. So if you somehow still have not seen that show, if you've heard of it, but you haven't watched it, if you've never heard of it, fucking get into it. Okay. Up next, I have the book, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Not the movie, the book. Okay. I feel like the book is a very accurate depiction of what city life is like for young teens or old, whatever, like people of that age mid-twenties, whatever, looking for, like, stumbling around trying to find a companion. Right. You know, not really sure of themselves, not really sure of each other, trying to play cool at certain times, but, like, really caring about people. And it all takes place over one night in New York City, and it just talks about, like, 
getting out of the subway and seeing the sun come up and like all these things that like are really near and dear to my heart because I remember being that age doing that type of shit in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just for the for the person who wants to live there or relive their urban teens. That's I've never the read the book. I've seen the movie a couple times or at least at least once or twice. But the book is is about a, a thousand times better than the movie because it's more serious. It's not played for comedy. Got it. My next entry, number 18, Black Sad, which is a uh, a European graphic novel, I guess you would call it, okay. like an ex-Disney animator about a uh, mixed-race detective. It's like no super noir-style detective story. Oh, cool. Um, but all of the characters are animals. So it's like, imagine Zootopia before Zootopia came out and also much darker. Yeah, noir. Yeah, there's like there's violence and like extreme violence and nudity and very very mature themes and serious. Um, there, there's a lot of sort of like political undertones, but uh, I say mixed race because he's a panther, but he has white spots, and it's implied that he is mixed race throughout the story. Yeah, uh, which is obviously something that I relate to i don't relate to anything else in it but um that you know like one of the stories is about the black panther movement and just to give you an example of how this guy sort of anthropomorphizes these characters or whatever the opposite of that is i guess um it's like black horses and black like all of these different animals but they're all like black animals Mm -hmm. um and then there's like polar bears who are anyway it's just like interesting it seems super corny and obvious but when you read it I guarantee you after a couple of pages, you forget that they're even animals except yeah. for when something brilliant is like, Oh yeah, obviously that guy would be a lizard or, Oh yeah, obviously, you know, like he like yeah. takes the characteristics of real people. I'd know, love like, to check that out. That sounds, I thought that you had, I have all of them like hard covers, all the ones that have been put out so far. No, I haven't. And there's quite a bit like there's, there's like, I think like five full arcs. That sounds so interesting. I'm totally it's, in on it. It's that. brilliant. And it's, uh, this guy is next level. It's all like watercolor style, uh, you know, European graphic novel, just like absolutely such a talented artist. Cool. Beautiful artwork. Okay. My next hidden gem is a uh, cell phone game that I just can't get enough of. Pokemon Go? No. Candy Crush. Clash Royale. Oh, I was close. That would be my third guess. Not Clash of Clans, but Clash Royale. It is a sort of uh, tower defense type game where you're throwing monsters at your enemy's towers and they're throwing monsters at you. It's an online 1v1 usually or 2v2 game where you can clan up and, and have like do all 200 stuff. billion downloads the hidden gem. We, yeah, but I, how many people do we know that play it? I don't know. Are there a lot? Yeah. Well, I know Tom. Almost everybody that I know plays that game. Really? Yeah. I don't know that many. I mean, I know Tom plays it, and I know that like Leo plays it, but like that's about it. Hmm. But anyway, a um, lot of fun. If you haven't tried it, you should try it. Cool. My next one is also a comic. Actually, there's a slash because I ran out of numbers, and I really wanted to, to talk about it. But I've recommended both of them before, so I'll keep it short. Desolation Jones. Mm-hmm. Fantastic comic that I wish kept going. Ended after six issues. There's a single trade out there written by Warren Ellis and illustrated by J.H. Williams III. Such a fucking great concept. Also kind of a noir. Uh, I've talked about it a lot so before, so I'm not going to go into detail, but definitely worth checking out if you want something that's alternative, like a very alternative comic. Yeah. And the other comic that is Nowhere Men, of course, which I've also talked about ad nauseum on this show. And I also wish they kind of fit in the same category. 
it seemed as though there was going to be more. Yeah. And they got kind of cut short before their time. So, uh, you know, fucking find that shit. Buy it. Buy, and we need enough people to buy this shit that they resume these stories because they're so brilliant. Or just make a TV show out of it or something. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess. Up next is... This is not really a hidden gem. I'm sure people know that it exists, but... Again, I don't know that many people that watch it, or maybe they just don't want to admit that they watched it, but it is the Jersey Shore family vacation. Okay. It, it, like, you know that I'm a big fan of nostalgia, and it just made me very nostalgic for when... For Jersey Shore? When Jersey Shore first dropped. Like, I remember everyone was just talking about it. They were just like, yo, have you seen this show? And I'm just like, this seems ridiculous. Why would anyone like this? And I think it was my girlfriend at the time or whoever, like, was watching it... And then, like, I was I, I started watching it, and I was like, it's actually pretty funny. These guys are just, like, morons. <laughs> and, like, but you can't look away. It's like a train wreck. And then all my friends started admitting, like, oh, yeah, I watch it, too, or whatever. And I was like, yeah. And so then when I heard that it was coming back, I, I was, like, immediately just right on board. Sign you up. Yeah. So, yeah, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Um, going the opposite direction, my number 20 is a book. Okay. Um, which I've recommended before, of course. <clears throat> Harry Augustus. Spice. Harry, you got it. First fifteen lives of Harry August. Fucking great book. So I, good. I liked it. I. It's so good. It's amazing. It's yeah. such a refreshing concept. I'd never read anything like it before. I was the, riveted. It gets so big by the end. You're just like, oh shit. Like yeah. It. The the whole. Anyway, yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, it's sweet, though. It's cool. I think that there's kind of a cool twist, oh, sort yeah. of a twist, but um, I unknowingly unleashed a addict when Nimit read this book, and he's read, like, everything Claire North has written. Oh, really? And he's like, I'm like, yo, is this, like, what one should I read next? Like, he's, like, read all of them, because she is so prolific. She puts out books at it in an alarming clip, and they all are similar in, in a similar vein, some sort of weird power almost they're not yeah. really powers but it's just like some weird anomaly i should check out i should read more of those because i've been reading a lot lately okay my next one is the and i've talked about this a million times the tv show the leftovers mm-hmm. if you want to see what lost was meant to be and you want to have your mind blown without having everything explained to you because uh i said this the last time we talked about it the final episode is called uh everything is explained nothing is explained mm-hmm that is exactly what happens. Everything is explained and nothing at all is explained. And you're just like, fuck. Uh, but it's so good. It's so good. It's probably one of my... I, I'm going to put it like top five HBO shows I've ever seen. Maybe even top three. Maybe even number oh, one. Fuck. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Um, number 21 for me is Jet Set Radio. Jet Grind Radio? Jet Set Radio. I Jet know, Grind Radio know, in America. Uh, game originally came out on the Dreamcast, but if you want to relive it in all of its glory, there is a HD remaster that you can get on Steam, and um, this this encapsulates Sega's golden years for me. Came, I mean, the Dreamcast itself was Sega's golden years, but just like not n- games right now, there's there's such a, a a groundswell of support for indie gaming, which is amazing. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got AAA titles, you know, like your Uncharted's, your Madden's, your Call of Duty's. Yeah. Not a lot of space in between those. I find every once in a while something pops up and kind of rises to the surface. But for the most part, 
that kind of in-between has been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is an example of why that's unfortunate because it is so fucking wacky. It's a concept that you could only do in a video game. And uh, yeah. yeah, if you like graffiti, jet-powered rocket rollerblades, gang warfare, and fucking amazing music, weird Japanese music, yeah, uh, check it out. So, so good. I was going to go Place Beyond the Pines, but we already talked about that. We already that. covered it. So the next one is the movie The Nice Guys. That almost made it on my list. I'm surprised there hasn't been more overlap in our lists, to be yeah. honest. Anyway, go on. Great movie. Russell Crowe and um, Ryan Gosling. Spiritual successor to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Both great movies. Uh, if you like funny movies and sort of detective dramas... This is the movie for you. It's great. Check it out. That's all I need to say. Number 22 on my list is Mirror's Edge. See, you can kind of see the categories that I was rolling in. Yeah. Um, the first Mirror's Edge. The new one is good too, but the first Mirror's Edge was similar. It was like a, um, it was basically a parkour game set in like a distant future where like kind of dystopian future where everything is kind of in the city of glass, sort of aristocracy and like the 1% have kind of taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still these people that run packages that kind of live on the edges of the law. Um, and they run these packages on the rooftops and they almost never touch the ground because the city is so crazy. And, uh, it really looked at, it, it provided an interesting alternative way of movement. You know, it was a first person game, but it was all about the movement. It wasn't necessarily about shooting right. or pu- like the puzzles actually invo- in required you to move in first person and jump and like r- wall run and do all this crazy stuff. And it was a uh, great aesthetic, beautifully designed. Also great music. Yeah. Classic under the radar. Classic. Okay. So my next is a TV show, uh, f- from FX called justified. Okay. Uh, Timothy Oliphant kind of, uh, the sp- man, the legend spiritual, spiritual successor, at least for his character from, uh, what was that HBO show set in the wild west? Yeah. I c- as soon as you I was about to say it and then as soon as you said that I blanked apparently they're Deadwood uh, yeah Deadwood and apparently they might be coming back for some ooh uh, some closure on that Deadwood but uh, he is a Texas Ranger or I don't know if he's a Texas Ranger but he it takes place in the south and there's a lot of colorful characters great show very funny and uh, it brought us uh, what's his name the guy from Hateful Eight uh, Walt, Walton Goggins yeah well, it showcased the world of Walter. Well, no, he's in another show that I'm going to mention next before okay. that. But it he's really been a lot of things, right. not not just Tarantino movies. When I rewatched Born Identity, he's in yeah, Born yeah. Identity. No, but I mean, like it highlighted him because he was one of the main characters of okay. the show. Gotcha. Um, OK, what do you got? My final three for the hidden gems are music. The, f- the first one coming in at number 23 is Hiatus Coyote. I know that I've recommended all of these before or at least yeah. one of them. Um but I say them again because they, everybody needs to be listening to them. All, all three of these groups, they're, they're fantastic. Hiatus Coyote, Australian, uh, fucking tribal soul jazz. I don't know. It's sick. It's weird. It's good though. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one is a TV show that really brought us Walton Goggins, uh, along with some other people called The Shield. What? He's in that? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, go on. He's one of the main characters, in fact. See, I never watched it, I guess. Oh, it's so good. I just remember seeing the bald guy as the... Michael Chiklis is the main guy, yeah. yeah. The commish uh, is is the main character of the show, but it's about semi-dirty cops. And when I say semi, they're definitely dirty cops, but like they also operate in a kind of gray area where they're also trying to do what's best for uh, the the their area that they protect. Mm -hmm. So like they kind of let some criminals be well, like policing the really dangerous criminals Mm -hmm. and like, it's a very sort of murky, gritty show. Like think about Goggins play. Is he a cop or a villain? He's one of the cops or criminal. Mm, Cool. But I mean, the cops are kind of villains also. Got it. Uh, But yeah, there's It's about four cops and he's one of the four. And Chickless is obviously sweet. Um, the next one, I don't think I, maybe I don't think I've ever recommended it. It's Saul Williams. Saul Williams is like a musician slash poet. Yeah. He's we talked some, about it very recently. In fact, did I? Yeah. He's done some spoken word. Um, I think the album I would point to first to, to really understand Saul Williams, or at least what I like about Saul Williams called Amethyst Rockstar. Um, Interesting genre mashups, uh, very cerebral stuff though. Like, don't go into it wanting to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to some like fucking Wiz Khalifa. Like, it's like, it's heady stuff, but well, well worth the, the, the time, the investment, and uh, full dedication of your attention. You know, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking turn the lights down low, put your headphones on. You know, some of it is like pretty intense, but like listening to what he's saying is just fucking going into that that next level you know that meditative level is yeah. great so good so because we already said place beyond the pines i don't have another one so okay you can finish your list off uh new job base is the last entry on my list rest in peace it's a japanese producer um japanese hip-hop producer that in a long line of brilliant hip-hop producers who sadly passed away long before their time just created amazing beats and was like well-respected all over. There's just Japanese and does like uh, it's very jazzy, very light, very flighty, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to like Dilla, which is a little bit more like punchy and like low end and, and raw. Um, so good. And uh, still re- regularly listen to his music, like stuff that he's produced, instrumentals that he's made. Um, definitely worth checking out especially if you're like studying or doing art or something like that it's a great background music so here's where things get weird because i'm about to talk about things that i need to learn to love that i haven't found the silver lining in these are you gotta love it these are like challenges to the world Mm. and yours are uh things that you loved that most people didn't yeah or at least people on the podcast didn't or people in our circle of friends didn't in some cases people in the world that's funny because almost all of them have qualifiers. It's going to be more about talking about why they're on the list yeah. than the actual things. What's funny about mine is most of them aren't even media. So right. as ah, an, that's so good. I almost wish I'd done that. As an example, number one is uh, things I need to learn to love: Toronto sports. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's for obvious reasons. Although the Leafs signing Tavares is bringing me around a little bit, but. Getting the Raptors getting rid of Dwayne Casey and then making a questionable trade for a questionably healthy player. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But if he's if he's healthy, right? If he's healthy and and he like he could kill it. He could be top five NBA, you know? He could be. Top three even, maybe. 
I yeah, I'm upset. I don't know. I'm upset. I but it, it it could happen. The logic is there. The logic isn't what makes me upset. You know, I've yeah. I've been saying this time and time again. People like see my comments and they're like, "Hey man, it was a good move or potentially a good move." And I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking know. I'm I watch more basketball than you. Yeah. I know. It just it's upsetting. It's, it's it's the things outside. It's it's again. It's that human element. You know. Yeah. And I think that. Uh, there's fair weather fans that are just after wins and hardware in Toronto that are excited about it. So you're not in line for a Kawhi jersey is what you're saying? Not yet, but I, I just need time. I need time to yeah. heal. Damar, maybe I'll just... I, I can't... Whatever. This is like a whole other podcast. This, should, d- be, this <laughs> should be episode 102. Should yeah. be the You Gotta Love It. Should be the Damar Kawhi trade. And then we can spend some well, time really, he, here's you really lo- parsing that. Here, here's what I'm going to love about it is I'm just going to get a discount DeRozan jersey oh, pretty no. soon. Oh, in the sport check, like five dollar bin. Cold. Anyway, okay. What do you got? Uh, we love you, DeRozan. We miss you. Yeah. Already. Oh my God. That's fucking the worst. Um, come, come back. So my first one is mother. I'm just gonna get it out of the way now. Um, Divisive. Well, okay. So I I kind of came at it originally thinking like, what were my? It says my top twenty five. You gotta love it. And a lot of them are things that people recommended to me. As you gotta love it, because yeah. I don't generally go out of my way right yeah. to find these things. Um, and that along with some of the other things on here is like, I was just like, how did somebody wreck? I mean, I know how we already talked about it in the episode about mother, but I was just yeah. like, this shit is fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, like it was like, I, I just had no idea what I was getting into and it fucking, it made me feel something, which I think in itself is like, and not just disgust, you know, like it made, yeah. it was just like, an experience and you don't get that that much anymore with movies you really don't like it's like yep even if you don't like it it you know it make it will fucking it'll make you feel a way it'll make you feel some kind of way it should make you think absolutely okay so my next you gotta love it is uh shout out to the mothership here because it is uh extreme social posts on buns uh so Go on. As a somewhat employee of Buns, I don't feel it's right for me to weigh in one way or the other on these posts. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean, though, by that? Like, by definition? Well, just like like, people commenting on social issues. Yeah, but like in a very extreme manner. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it on the podcast because I don't want to get in trouble. But like... You know, think, no, I think I know what you mean. Think about like Jordan Peterson-esque things. Right. And then people voicing their opinions and then other people having opinions on those opinions mm-hmm. and just like shit going... Yeah, it devolves into... Off the rails. Just a muck but like, contest. But like, I really just want to tell them how I feel, but like it's not worth it. No. So Yeah, it's difficult, man. But I seethe with anger every time and it's like, it's like a thing because mm-hmm. every time I see one, I read every single comment. Yeah. Like I read all the comments yeah and it just makes me more angry and i just need to learn to love it so anyway yeah Ooh, that's see a lot of this is great this is going to generate this is going to generate like our next 20 episodes worth of content because you're 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 dropping some gems here you know things that we could really 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 meaty yeah really sink our teeth into okay my number two because a lot of people make fun of me for it still and it's kind of like a running joke in the podcast i think is jurassic world not so much the most recent one, but the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it's hilarious because I feel like a lot of the stuff that 
people like <laughs> or give a pass. Mm-hmm. It, Jurassic World is, I think, the pinnacle of movies that, for some reason, people in our social circle refuse to give a pass, even though they would give passes to other things that, in my eyes, are very, very similar. Keep that in mind because I'm going to mention something similar later on. Okay, good. Because uh, I have a couple like this where I was just like, look, I get it. People have heard me rant about Pacific Rim, right? Mm-hmm. But the same reason that people defend, say, a Pacific Rim or Force Awakens or whatever it may be. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, yeah, but like, how come Jurassic Park doesn't get the green card? Or, you know, Jurassic yeah. World. Like, it checks almost all of the same boxes. And I just... Uh, People are certainly entitled to their opinion, but I just think it's funny that movies like Jurassic World or even more controversial, but didn't make my list because I don't, it's, it's like lower in terms of like how good the movie actually was or how bad it was. Yeah. Is the new Ghostbusters. It's just like people doing this podcast has made me realize how thin the line can be between like, between what, what flips that switch for people. And, uh, so I put it on my list cause I was just like, you know what? try just try just like get your head out of your ass in terms of like grilling it for all of the reasons it's bad and just yeah. be like i just want to watch some dinosaurs eat some people sure scratch that lizard brain you know like get that itch out that we've talked about so much on the podcast and for uh, whatever reason i like fallen kingdom better oh yeah had you seen it yeah oh oh we should do that on an, again a separate yeah. episode is it on your list no i would love to talk about it we we should okay let's do it um okay the next one is uh long cold drives back from montreal <laughs> uh i don't know that i will ever love well no i kind of the the love it part great memories the love lo- the love it part of it is now i have that car yeah so, oh well also that's in the memory banks we don't have to experience that again yeah yeah oh it's yeah there's no repeat performances hopefully of that <laughs> but uh it was pretty bad Anyway, fuck that was hilarious. Did we talk about that? We must have talked about that on an episode. I think so. Uh, just quickly, we drove. I got a classic car, a 1969 Camaro that I bought from Montreal, and we drove it back in the winter with no heat from Montreal to Toronto, and it was horrible. I was miserable. Yeah, I mean, we were both miserable. It was unbelievable. I don't know how you did that. I couldn't even feel my face at one point. It was point. so crazy. But anyway, go ahead. Those beautiful orange street lights that signal signaled our entry into the GTA yeah. on the highway it was just like beacons of like guiding us into the gates of uh paradise was great um my number four is a guilty pleasure of mine that i don't think is great but because of the format of this i'm not going to go into why i'm defending it but it's agents of shield (laughs) and the next three entries on my list all fall under just spoiler alert marvel yeah for different reasons but agents of shield i think one of the things i like about it that i'll just say really quickly is that i can't think of another example of a tv show Marvel's done something really special with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And it's cool that they have something on cable television that yeah. is like a trickle-down effect of like what's happening in the movies. Well, are you and watching con- some of the other shows? What's that? Like, gonna- like what? Uh, like I- Netflix shows? The one about the kids? What's that one called? Like uh, The Runaways? Yeah, The Runaways. Or The Gifted or whatever? Yeah. No. Those are X-Men though. I guess. So it's not really Marvel? Yeah. What about uh, it's Cloak and Dagger? That's Marvel. It's Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. You're I gonna, haven't seen it yet. You going to watch that, though? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I, I mean, they're doing it with a lot of their shows, but none more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where the plot of the show actually usually, towards the end of the season, coincides with what's happening in the, in the movie. Like the whole Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier, with like Hydra rising inside this organization. Yeah. 
directly because the show is about shield itself yeah the whole season was informed by that which i just think is a really cool idea and even if it's not like a fucking hbo level quality show it's just kind of like interesting to see how they resolve those conflicts at the ground level so my next one is about us being too sexy for our own good (laughs) and uh without going into too much detail it's about us going to a bar and and uh having oh a, dear having a tough time uh avoiding the we have to love that we have to learn to love that i don't get it yeah we just we have to use our we powers for good it. okay that's it okay you know like we just we nothing we can do about it can't turn this it's off true. it's true. You know? true that's just what it is just a couple of couple of chick magnets yeah. for better for worse yeah all right go ahead <laughs> That caught me off guard. Uh, my next one you're going to love. It's Thor The Dark World. Oh, God. But the reason it made my list is Marvel's been putting out two to three movies a year for like a decade. Yeah. And I think that almost universally, Thor The Dark World is like, and in our group of friends, people, or just in general, people are like, it's the weakest one. Yeah. But if that's the weakest th- shit that they've put out yeah, as a film, like... It's basically a DC movie. Yeah. I, well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I was like, you know, it, it's, it, Marvel has been like pleasing people and knocking it out of the park for so long that not only do people have superhero fatigue, but like people are like Thor the Dark Wall so fucking bad. But then like if you watch it, you're just like, oh, this is just like any other hero type movie. Like this is yeah. just like a passable, you know, it's not a terrible movie. Have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I need to see it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, so it just made my list because I, ju- again, a lot of this is about kind of going into things with a certain perspective. And I just like, I was thinking about it and I was just like, yeah, it's, it's not that bad. It's probably yeah. my least favorite as well, but I certainly, it has some cool shit in it. Like it's, you know, it fits into the, the whole canon. Anyway, whatever. Uh, okay. What do you got next? Uh, a good friend of ours introduced us or not us, introduced me. Andrew was uh, conveniently uh, absent to a movie called <laughs> Fat Guy Goes Nutsoid. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think I had uh, some sort of... I had to go to the post office or something that day. I, fuck, I wish I had to wash my hair or something because it was the worst <laughs> movie I have ever seen. Like, it's it's horrible. It I can't horrible. believe it, you put it on this list. You're just going to... Are you going to expose yourself to it again? Like a fucking... Maybe some sort of like you're just hardening your skin. You're slowly poisoning yourself to 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 become maybe I put it on resistant this, to poison. I put it on this list so that you need to watch it and then tell me what to love about it. Please don't. Because uh, yeah. Anyway. So like I said, the next couple entries are all Marvel. Number six is Age of Ultron, because unlike Thor: The Dark World, I genuinely liked Age of Ultron. Like I was like, oh, this is sick, mm-hmm. and. It's the one that's tied with Thor The Dark World, seemingly, among people yeah. I talk to, where they're like, oh, that was garbage. And I'm like, what? what? It was fucking not garbage, I don't think. I think that it's... I feel like you're just talking about me at this point, because I no, I'm feel definitely, that way about both, both those things. I'm definitely not. Yeah. I think it's great. And obviously, fucking uh, uh, Ultron himself. Oh, yeah. Ultron's just, great. Just like... James Spader. Like, just, what, a, what a great idea. Basically, just carries that movie alone if you even if you didn't like all the other stuff that was going on but introduced lots of i don't know it was sick i thought it was great so uh if you're hating on that movie fucking just 
don't fucking hate, you know? Give it another shot. So my next one is kind of like a a bouldering meme. It's like only climbers will know. But uh, I routinely climb with people who are taller than me, Andrew included. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm shown solutions to problems, they're just like, oh, just, just, yeah, just do it like this. And I'm like, yeah, but my arms just aren't long <laughs> enough. <laughs> like, I just can't. <laughs> my arms aren't long enough. You need the uh, short arm beta? Yeah, so... Uh, I need to learn to love having my arms being too short. Yeah, man. You're, you'll be way better at like those I crunchy to, problems. Yeah, I just need to get know? into those little ones. Yeah, once you get up to that level where you're climbing like sixes and sevens that yeah. have shit that I can't do because I just because my arms are too long, if that even makes sense. Yeah, like that one that's in that arc that you have to like start and like have oh, your hands up yeah, against oh, the wall. Oh, it's so awful. Um, the final one, I don't even know if I'm convinced because I fucking hated this. Mm-hmm. It's Iron Fist. Second season is about to drop. It's about to drop. And the reason that I put it on this list is because I put a note where I was like, it's, this is on the list for teaching us Marvel isn't flawless. You know, they are only human. They can still, they're still capable of producing and releasing something that is unlike Thor, which is like passable. Yeah. Is just garbage. But I really only felt that it was garbage because of Danny Rand. Right. I the other characters we'd already been introduced to it's basically filmed in the exact same way as the other shows that I did enjoy yeah. the supporting cast is fine the storyline is even okay because okay. I like the co- the comic it was just his performance was really driving me nuts and I think that he's been okay in other stuff that he's been in but I, I think it's just the way that it was written he's like a whiny baby it's yeah. horrible yeah it wasn't good but I feel like people were so vocal about it yeah and they still went ahead with Defenders and now season two coming out. Yeah. I'm almost anticipating it because I feel like this is their first real encounter with people being like, this is fucking garbage. I think they're going to address it. That's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like the fact that they're doing a second season, I feel like they sat down and they're like, yo guys, Just, we need to fucking yeah. get this shit back on track. You know? I think it's going to um, be on track. I have so, high hopes. So it's almost like, it's on my list as a lesson to Marvel yeah. and, and to people that, you know, they're, uh, it almost makes us all stronger for it. The fact that they really fucking shit the bed on that one. So my next one is about being a person in their thirties and now having to like, you know me and you know that I've been through a series of very extreme diets mm-hmm. uh, and not extreme in like it's, it's not hard for me to do, but a lot of people are like, I don't know how you do it. And like, well, uh, and it, it it's had a lot of success, but the fact that I have to do it at all is something that I'll never learn to love. Cause I used to just destroy McDonald's cheeseburgers. Just sit down, eat an order of extra, you know, when they had like the supersize, supersize, mm-hmm. eat an order of supersized fries and three cheeseburgers you know, and just like drink a milkshake, get super high and then just go and do it again the next day. And, and like life was great. You yeah. Know? Nothing changed. I didn't need to buy new pants the next day or whatever. Right. And now like, no. Now you wouldn't be able to boulder the next day. No. You'd have to take a couple of days off. Yeah. To- wouldn't be able to get, even be able to get out of bed. Anyway. So that's, that's that. That's funny. I thought you were going to go the uh, disgraced comedian route and talk about like stuff just falling apart. Where it's just like, oh, no, that's just shitty now. You just have like, oh, the, you know. Well, that's definitely on there. But anyway, um, my next one might surprise you. Because I feel like 
there's a reason it's on here and it's antichrist okay the reason it's on here is because to your point we're still talking about this movie yeah what like two years basically yeah after seeing it who recommended it again don't remember yeah but they misunderstood what we meant by yeah oh i know you gotta love it i know who recommended it who was it my buddy paul this movie i still don't think anybody needs to see and i still think that it's one of the worst things subject matter wise that i've ever been exposed to and it still haunts my nightmares every once in a while to this day but in a similar vein to mother even though i'm not a fan of like shock cinema yeah there's something to it you know like it it clearly had an impact on me on a level that i can still not really comprehend or i get it you know what i mean so it just made this list because i'm like every single time it comes up in conversation and i tell people it's like the worst thing ever yeah almost to a person they say it sounds bad but i kind of want to check it out and i'm like no no i'm trying to tell you that you don't need to check it out yeah but it just has it's like a fucking unique in that you know like i can't think of anything else that's like that that i it's it's anyway so uh yeah that fucking creeped its way onto my okay my top 25 here my next one is every office in the world now using those keurig cups Mm. i fucking hate them the coffee's horrible yeah like make some good coffee. Yeah, I mean you guys drink hail, so mm-hmm. like you're spoiled. You have that downstairs. We have a fucking but. roastery to directly beneath our studio. Some days it even smells like roasting coffee, which is incredible. But yeah, for the rest of us having to drink K cups, it's the fucking worst. I mean that sounds like a, such a first world problem, but I hate it. I love good coffee, and that is good coffee. That is not. Yeah, you know I was talking about at uh, that party we were at this weekend about how something that I don't understand why it hasn't broken in here is just like canned coffee the way that you see it in Japan. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have it here, but people don't care about few it. Few and far between. Yeah. And when you go to like a Seven Eleven, there's like 800 flavors of like mocha coffee monster energy, but I don't want that shit. Yeah. I, I mean, no offense if that's your thing, but like, I just want a can of cold coffee. Station Cold Brew's got like the market cornered, but like you go to Japan, you could go into an entire store that's just fucking... Yeah. 18 brands that each have 42 flavor. Anyway, what do you got for us? The Last Jedi. Shut up, crybabies. The Last Jedi is amazing. That's all that needs to be said, and I totally agree. Uh, my next one. Now, this is this is a piece of media, but I just need to find a way to love it. It's uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. I still haven't seen it. I wanted so badly for this movie to be... It looked great. Like, maybe it's my problem. I just went in with such high hopes. Because, like, who didn't love the fifth element? And I was just like... Mm. Nobody. Yeah, talk about weak female leads. They could have made her so much stronger. She's really the backbone of that movie. I want her to be just, like, my best friend. And I don't really know anything about her. Yeah. Other than seeing her on Hot Ones and interviews and in a couple movies. Okay. Next. The Wolverine. Oh, yeah. People, like, hated this movie, which, again, yeah. this this is another example of, like... It falls into, like, like a, good a, enough. A lot of X-Men movies, people... It's, like, passable. People are like, oh, you don't like the X-Men movies? What about X2? Oh. You know? And I'm just like, okay. But then, like, the Wolverine, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that was, like, surprise. That was pretty good. And everybody's like, oh, it's so bad. And I was just like, what metrics are you using yeah. to determine what... Anyway, 
So, uh, and it had some fucking sick imagery too, aside from anything to do with the movie, like really good, like Mondo poster material. Uh, my next one is people who hate the emoji movie and the new manji or new jumanji movie like so perfect why why do you hate that you know what's perfect about it what no word of a lie i'm not jumping around the next entry on my list is jumanji welcome to the jungle yeah it's fine yeah i had fun it's an extension of outrage culture i think yeah people just love to hate things you know it's crazy like there's nothing wrong with that movie yeah, you know, it was it was just fine. But Plus, people, kids will love it. I'm sure families went to that movie in the fucking the you know the same way that like our families took us to Jumanji. Yeah, and I we were like Jumanji is amazing, fucking nostalgia. It's so good. And then the new one sucks. But like, the exact same thing is going to be happening today. So the next thing that I need to learn to love, because my girlfriend has decided that she, upon first hearing this song, thought it was horrible. But because all of her friends like it, have decided. She needs to like it also mm. Is the new Ariana Grande song mm, Is it featuring Nicki Minaj? I don't know It's called God is a Woman Anyway I've been hearing it non-stop for a while And I don't You're not feeling it Don't like it um, The next couple of mine are all movies that we've watched Okay I almost want to rattle them off quickly Just because this episode has been running long Just say the title then and we'll move on Okay The first one Independence Day Resurgence Okay. Falls in the same category as Jumanji, I think, and what we were just talking about. I agree. My next one is uh, people's attitude towards the new Star Wars stuff. So perfect. Like, I'm a, fuck you. Yeah. Just like it. Yeah. It's I'm gonna, fine. I'm going to jump backwards and the, see, this is where we can find this like tangentially related. Yeah. I'm going to jump down a couple titles, and this one was originally multiple entries, Star Wars Episode 1 to 3. Okay? Yeah. We've talked about that. We've had the round table. We fucking, everybody's talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah. But much like this other stuff, look, you don't have to love that shit. Yeah. But at least try to be objective or look at these things objectively if you're going to tear the shit out of one thing and then yeah. say that another thing that's almost identical is amazing. Mm-hmm. A lot of common themes, you know, a lot of common themes, a lot of similar. It's crazy. Yeah. There's, there's, there's salvageable elements to those films. I agree. So my next one is what Weezer has become. <laughs> uh, I have tried to learn to love it and I can't. Okay. I mean, green as al- of when green album, maybe Maladroit, but like really, if we're being honest, like Pickerton is like the last. So you didn't like red album or white album or black album or the one that has fucking what's his name from Lost on the cover of it, Hurley. Yeah, the one with the dog. What was that one called? I don't know. The newest one is like f- atrocious. With the astronaut on the cover? It's just... It's they a, whole, a lot of records. I don't care for any of it, really. Okay. And I'm, I want to because I loved uh, Pinkerton and even the Green Album and some of Maladroid. Anyway, go ahead. Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. People, especially I think in our... Not everybody, but a lot of people, myself included, through high school or end of high school, college, very easy to hate on pop music like charting pop music, modern pop music, not like somebody that's going to make the argument about like fucking pop music in a record store. You yeah. know what I mean? Like bubblegum pop music. I think it's a sick album. And I think that in the future, like that will be an example of these albums that in like the 80s, you know, like the king of pop, Michael Jackson, there's yeah. like these like hits, like records that had like fucking like five or six hit songs on them. Yeah. 
And like now you fucking would hear them at every 80s dance party, 90s dance party, fucking 70s party, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, I get it. I get as somebody that loved punk and hip hop primarily and like electronic and like a lot of more underground shit. It was like, oh, pop's fucking for chumps. But I'm in on it. And I could definitely talk about other things that mm-hmm. I think are cool about Katy Perry, at least early Katy Perry. But yeah, it's, a, it's fucking just, you know, don't be such a hater and just try to lighten up a little bit, you know? So my next one is uh, Lil Dicky working with Chris Brown. Oh, I, that's a good one. I, I just don't know what to think about that. You know? It's, just I, not- it's so, it challenges my very beliefs and the things that I preach, you know, on a daily basis. Like, I don't know how to... It just could have been better. Why you got to do this to us, Dave? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, following in the vein of Katy Perry, here's a, a weird one. Will Smith's Willennium. Okay. <laughs> if only you listeners could fucking see the look that Koji just gave me. There's fucking good songs on that record, man. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. A lot of, hit, a lot of hits. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't even that many hits on it. There's a but Anyway. Uh, back to going back to being a 30 plus year old human being, my inability to sleep in just can't do it. Oh, I'm the opposite. Even with like all the time in the world, I just, my body just wakes me up now. I just can't. I'm the opposite. I can't fall asleep early when I try to, to try to get a good night's sleep. I definitely can. I can fall asleep at any time. I'm like, I've become that dad who just like sits on a couch for like half an hour watching TV and then just passes out. Okay. uh, Anyway. Bright. Somebody recommended this as you got to love it. I think it falls into the category of like Mordecai and Great Wall. I somehow to- totally agree. Just fucking watch the movie, yeah, man. It's good. Yeah, I, get, I like the, the, get the stick out of your ass. I like the world that it builds, and I'd like to see more in that world. Just I in agree. general. Uh, okay, so my next one is people being afraid of the self-driving car. Like, you know, you people are like, oh yeah, but it. Have like, you ever seen Ry- iRobot? This guy got hit. This guy got hit by a car, and I'm like. Yeah, how many hundreds of people get hit by a car every day that's driven by people? Yeah, if you can point to like thousands, three accidents in the last like six months of self-driving cars, like at fault, where the car is at fault, whatever, versus the like, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people that get into accident, car accidents on a daily, like daily basis is just like insane. This has turned into a real like, you know, what really grinds my gears like segment here yeah know? that's good we got to get these demons out that's it we're fucking firing shots right now into like a crowd just uh, mental shots this next one you're gonna love but anyway go ahead uh fantastic four which one the, the recent one with michael b jordan for the reason that we discussed because we did actually do an episode on it yeah um look i get it i didn't love dr doom in this i think it's like the weakest part of the movie not a stellar movie but a fucking interesting at least it was an interesting reimagining of something. They weren't trying to just fucking redo the same thing over and over again and just use newer star actors. Yeah. It's basically, parts of it are basically a horror movie. And there's also some interesting, uh, you know, weird, uh, the focal point not being adoption or race. Just like, you know, just cool, just thinking outside the box and not worrying about all the shit that everybody is fucking losing their minds about these days and it doesn't get enough credit for those things okay you ready for this next one yeah hit me people who don't like the king street pilot oh that's a great one just like you don't even need to elaborate yeah but come on you know like i don't want to elaborate because i could 
get in trouble. Maybe it affects you negatively because you drive a car on King Street or something, but like, come fuck off, man. You know? Anyway, I drive. I don't even take the subway anymore, and it's fine. I'm in. I'm with you. That, that's all I'll say. Um, Atomic Blonde. The the next two, at least, this one and my next entry, are yep. things that we've also done on the, on the show. Yep. Uh, I don't... Stand... I feel like we're going into this shit with like our eyes have been opened to like a new level, like a new plane of existence when it comes to consuming media because of this social experiment of this podcast. Yeah. How? Yeah, it's not literally, you know, it's not best picture material, but like I watched this movie and I was like, yo, I enjoyed that movie. Like that was a sick movie. It had some... Ah, fuck i don't yeah. know man it's crazy the bar people need to relax yeah i totally agree uh this next one's obvious but like it's not really obvious until you become like full-on adult it's fucking paying taxes just the amount of tax you have to pay like it's not just like the fucking income tax and then like whatever like if you have a business there's fucking tax on that i gotta like I get a lump utilities in there too. Like I didn't know that I had to pay separately aside from my taxes to get my garbage and recycle picked up. Did you know that's like an extra payment? No. That when you own a house, you have to pay for that separately. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. And there's like all this other shit that like, I'm like, obviously everything costs money, but like, where do my taxes go? If not for this, these other side bills that I just magically get. See, you know? uh, the thing that's that's harder to swallow about the whole tax situation for me is uh, obviously mm-hmm. I'm sure people up until this point who are conservative felt this way, but when the the government the elected government is not the government that you would have chosen yeah. or maybe even did choose, you know I'm all for reaching across that bridge yeah and like I'll give anybody an opportunity, but it becomes harder to swallow when you're seeing almost on a daily basis that like, you know, shit is just going south and you know that you're paying into that. And you're just right. like, ah, I know that we all need to get along. How can we do this in a way that isn't setting us back somehow? You know, right. it's just like paying into something that's a pool, whatever. Again, that's like yeah. a whole, you could have a whole other episode about it. I'm not conservative and I don't mind redistributing some income as long as it's going to like useful things. But yeah, anyway. yeah, for sure. For Go sure. Ahead. Uh, my next one is the opposite of like people need to chill because I feel like this movie was actually pretty critically acclaimed but I didn't love it at first but there's enough about it that I was like eh and that's the tree of life okay there's a lot of eye rolling to be had and there's a lot of but I'm almost taking my own advice here Mm -hmm. and taking a truly you gotta love it approach and weirdly I look back on watching that movie fondly like I'm just like yeah yeah you know I think I blacked out the parts that really annoyed me like any of the parts with Sean Penn yeah or like the weird whispering parts with like dinosaurs and stuff but like (laughs) overall overall like the meat the acting in it yeah you know there's some great performances like it was interesting yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my next one is missing uh, you gotta love it podcast weeks Mm. I just like oh I'm, yeah we missed a couple lately but I've become a couple. so used to it that it's like weird that I'm like oh I don't have to watch something or like mm. whatever and it's like weird and then I don't like <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I'm like watching less things or like listening yeah. to less things or whatever and it's like 
you know, the whole point was to discover things. So I wanted just to keep it up. Yeah, we got to get back in gear. Okay, next. Next one. Oh, yeah, I already touched on that. Sorry, we already visited the early Star Wars movies because I was doing things out of order. Okay, next one is uh, T-Pain. My last three are just people. Okay. T-Pain, people hate on him. It's a, it's another it's another example of this whole pop thing, you know? <clears throat> they hate auto-tune, whatever. No talent hacks, using technology to make their music sound good. But T-Pain can sing. You know, we saw that on that NPR Tiny Desk concert where he basically was like, yo, everybody shut up because... I just did that as a thing to make it like my trademark sound. Do you use it like any other instrument or tool or effect Right. to have something unique? And then I got famous because of it, but also I existed before auto-tune was a thing. Boom. Blows some minds. But I just think like, I don't know, man. He makes hits. That shit's catchy. Yeah. He's got actual skill under all of that, and he just dresses it up in a way that uh, everybody can enjoy because it's like crack. Yeah. My next one is my boss's daughter. I don't have to say anything more about it. What do you mean? Why is that even... I feel like that doesn't fit in with I, everything else. That is a true you gotta love it. But could, like how... Couldn't find anything to love about it. Wanted to find something to love. Can't do it. <laughs> it's a gridlock. There's a couple. There's like an eternal struggle. You're never gonna be able to find anything about that movie no. and you're just gonna keep trying. Well, it's never gonna change. So... That's yeah. like hell right there. Would be <laughs> being forced to watch that movie well over and over again. That one and this next one on repeat. Oh shit. I uh, can't wait to hear what your next one is. Um my next one is Bruno Mars, but specifically when we had to listen to 24 Karat Magic because it it kind of extends this theme that we seem to be touching on and you got to love it's where I like listened to it and I was like this isn't a bad record. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And it's like catchy. And I fucking understand why millions of people, it's accessible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whatever. There, there is something to be said for understanding what people want to hear and how they want to hear it and using all of the elements at your disposal to do that. Yep. Okay. My next one is Laser Blast. Oh, yeah. I did not like that movie either. <laughs> and uh, just couldn't. It was very oh, upsetting. Fuck. So anyway yeah there have been some real fucking stinkers so this is the last one because even though it doesn't seem like 25 it's because uh i rolled some of the multiple like the trilogies and stuff into one yeah and this one is just a person yo everybody quit fucking hating on jared leto okay people hate on him Fuck yeah, oh, they do. Oh, for being the Joker, you mean? For being the Joker, for fucking Dallas Buyers Club, for his band that they think is shitty, 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, he's fine. I like He's him. fucking incredible. He's more than fine. Dude has been fucking making it happen. He's in He's in so many of the best movies by all of these like visionary directors. Yeah. Like, called nothing, hits. There's nothing wrong with him. I don't... Why would anyone hate him? It doesn't make sense. I agree. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that I feel that's the general consensus, and maybe it's just the Joker thing. It really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but like... Credit where credit is due, guys. Just fucking, again, get that stick out of your ass. Dude's fucking killing it. I mean, he went for it after someone just did the literally the greatest Joker performance he, he could possibly do. So. That's all he does. All he does is fucking, well, all he does is try to win. So I'm, I'm just going to rattle off my last couple then. Do it. So we have uh, my dog's shrill bark. <laughs> 
Yeah, to, to this, dropping shit on the floor at the most inopportune moments. To this day, that bark just like rattles me to my core. I feel it in my bones. It's just there's something about it. It's not even that it's loud, but it's more than loud. It's just like at a it's register pierce, that like destroys you. Yeah, you um, feel it behind your sternum. Speaking of things that are at a register that destroys you, uh, Lou Reed and Metallica. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that combo album is like. The first successful true you gotta love it music, <laughs> like audio that I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it is definitely on there. Oh, okay. Geez. So number twenty four of twenty five is uh, the Trump presidency. Just, and this is some gutter yeah. shit that you're bringing up here, man. Number twenty five of twenty five is the Trump presidency. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's uh, when I was looking through some of our back episodes, I forgot that we did that, uh, that all the president's men and then the Donald episode where yeah. we were like, oh, we'll try to find some. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, it's still early. We Pat, Pat Oswalt would have been upset with us because we were kind of capitalizing on the like, oh, well, like, let's talk about this and see if we can actually think critically about it and find some. But like now it's just like, no, it's impossible. It's exactly what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's he, a garbage fire yeah it's it's shit <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, on that note <laughs> yeah it sucks uh you've heard a, enough of us i don't think we need to recommend anything we've we recommended, just fucking recommended so much shit yeah yeah we're just gonna play all the music that we mentioned in this episode at the same time at the same time yeah including louis Metallica, and it won't sound any different oh my god uh anyway all right Thanks, guys. Until next time. For to another hundred episodes. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Keep loving it. Ding bop. Bop bop.